Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Erin McKee about her Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose all of the options that she chose and how she planned and how everything turned out. So welcome, Erin. Thanks, Carrie. How are you today? I'm awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. Yeah. So for us, I don't really think there was ever a question that we were going to get married at Disney. Tom and I were actually introduced and sort of set up because of our mutual love of Disney. We ended up meeting for the first time at Disney World and then we got engaged there. So I don't think either of us ever really thought twice about it. Wow, that's interesting. Did you live in different places? We did. His mom snowbirds down here in Florida, um, which is where I live. And my parents live down here as well. And so his mom was talking to some of my mom's friends about her son. And they sort of just arranged it all. We joke it's a big arranged Disney marriage. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm sure there are lots of people who wish they could have arranged Disney marriages. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you always knew it was going to be Disney. Did you ever look at escape or memories? Or was the guest count just going to be too high? Yeah, for us, the guest count was always just going to be too high. I have a really big, wonderful Italian family who, you know, I knew I absolutely wanted there. And even if we just invited them, we'd be over the other categories. So it was never a question. And then how about his family? Were they surprised when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Uh, Not really. (laughs) I think from the moment we started dating, everyone was joking about a Disney wedding. So it was all kind of assumed. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see how it definitely would be. But for us, I don't know. It, it just worked. Oh, that's awesome. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? We invited about 250 and ended up with just a little over 160 guests. Wow, that's still pretty huge for a Disney World. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely bigger than most that I've seen. So it was interesting planning. Okay, so that probably narrowed down your choices for ceremony and reception venue then. It definitely did. Luckily for us, you know, I'd always wanted to get married at the wedding pavilion since I was, you know, a little girl riding the monorail with my family and looking down at it. And so that, you know, was easy. It didn't really narrow us down at all because that venue can hold so many people. And then we decided just really for convenience that we wanted to have everything on the same property. So that's why we ended up in the Grand Floridian ballrooms. And based on other events that were happening at the time, that's why we were in St. Augustine. Interesting. Okay. And so you did a ton of decor, like everything from, you know, crazy over the top floral arrangements to draping the entire room. Can you talk a bit about that? So when I was looking at the pictures actually on, um, you know, on your site and in your book of that St. Augustine ballroom, I just wasn't really loving how the walls looked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't really like the art that they sort of have built in there. 
that was kind of throwing me off. I didn't really feel like it would fit with what we wanted for our day and our sort of light theme that we had. So I knew from the very beginning that I was going to be, you know, pipe and draping the whole room. And then, you know, we kind of went from there. And because we started with kind of all of that pipe and drape and lighting, it just made a lot of sense for us to kind of go all the way with that floral and decor. And it also really worked with our theme. We were sort of very lightly tangled themed, I would say. You know, we used our the colors, the lavender, other shades of purple, gold, and sort of a blushy pink. And so heavy floral and a lot of candles kind of made sense. And did you use Disney for those things or did you use outside vendors for parts? We used Disney for everything. Okay, so how did you communicate to them what you wanted it to look like? I'm a very type A planner person. (laughs) So from the moment we booked with Disney, I had already kind of started going through, culling through the Pinterest that I had secretly been making for years for my wedding (laughs) (laughs) and kind of narrowing down what I really wanted now that it was actually happening. And then I actually made a PowerPoint presentation of first the things that we'd already kind of nailed down. We nailed down very early what our bridal party would be wearing, what my bridesmaids would be wearing. And then I did a slide on what I wanted the ceremony decor to kind of look like, things I'd seen other people do that I liked, and then just some stuff from Pinterest. And I did the same thing for the reception. And so I had a lot for them to go off of, I think. That's wonderful. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did. We had a DJ. We had Charles Miles, who was amazing and definitely kept the party going for the whole evening. And then we also had Mickey and Minnie came for our, you know, reception. And actually, I just sort of forgot this. But when we did our ceremony, we had a harpist in addition to the organist at the pavilion. And the minimum amount of time that's required for them actually also covered our cocktail hour. So I didn't get to see that. But um, I heard really great things about her playing during the cocktail hour. Oh, that's wonderful. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend from the reception? Definitely. So for menu items, we had a truffle-scented poached lobster mac and cheese that was amazing. It was the only thing I ate all of that night. Like everything else, I made sure to try some of everything, but I ate the entire plate of that mac and cheese. And we heard had rave reviews on that. I'm so glad to hear it. I, it makes me so sad when I hear about couples who aren't, they don't have time to eat because they're walking around greeting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely made time to eat. We did end up taking a little bit of time during dinner to greet people. But, you know, Disney was really great about pacing things for Tom and I so that they didn't just take away our food if we got up for a minute. So we definitely had time to enjoy everything. That's wonderful. Do you have any cake flavors you would recommend? Oh, yes, I definitely have cake flavors I would recommend. Our cake definitely got rave reviews, and we did two different combinations. The first combination was the lemon cake with the raspberry mousse filling, and that was sort of in the tasting session, my favorite as well as my mom's favorite and his mom's favorite, but we had to throw Tom a bone there, and we also gave him, he got to pick out the marble cake, and then he chose the cookies and cream filling, and That was, I tried that on the day again, and I actually liked it way more than I had in our planning session. So I was really happy we chose that as well. Interesting. And I have to ask, your cake was absolutely gorgeous. How many, was it like six tiers? It was really huge. It was five. It was a five tier cake. And I will say, don't let them tell you, you need a celebration cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like they got us to get the quarter sheet cake, swearing we'd need it. We had so much extra cake. 
Yeah, no. You can feed 50 people with an escape collection two-tier cake. Your cake yeah, could have fit an army. Exactly. Our cake was massive. I mean, I, I loved the look of it. You know, in the end, I was really happy we had such a massive cake. I felt like it made it really kind of a centerpiece of our reception. And we had such a good time kind of designing it. It was one of the few things I came into the planning session not having a 100% full view of. I knew I wanted that one tier that was at the center, that design there. And then my um, planner used the snipping tool to literally snip cake, like the layers of other cakes from pictures to Franken cake. Our cake is what we (laughs) called it doing. (laughs) That's awesome. Did you guys add a dessert party? We did. We added a dessert party and our venues were the Marina Patio and Sago Key. So we had that kind of whole area just due to the size of our group for viewing happily ever after. Oh, that's great. Do you have any recommendations from your dessert party menu? Yeah, I definitely do. So for our dessert party menu, we had quite a lot of options, um, which we might have been overdoing it considering we just come from the reception. But, you know, everyone really raved about the donuts flambe. People really like it was a great action station and just kind of a point of interest. And then I also did the um, mini cheeseburger spring rolls. And personally, that was the only thing that I ate at the dessert party. At that point, I was so stuffed. But I made sure to ask one of my bridesmaids to go run over and grab me some of those. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, those are a favorite. They are so good. (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Yeah. For the girls, who obviously started much earlier, we started hair and makeup around 7 a.m. So, you know, our moms both got hair and makeup, and then my grandmother got hair and makeup, and all five of my girls did as well. So we had a big group getting ready. Um, So we started at 7 a.m. From there, our videographers arrived at, I think, 9 to start kind of doing some getting ready shots and detail shots and things like that. And then the roots arrived around, I think it was 1030. And then, you know, from there, the guys moved over for photography, I think, at one o'clock. They kind of had a very, I don't want to say staged getting ready look, but from my understanding, when the photographers and videographers showed up on their side, they were already fully dressed and (laughs) they got yelled at a little bit and were like, (laughs) to take off their jackets and their ties and their shoes. (laughs) so that they could get some shots of them getting ready. But they had been there for a couple hours just kind of hanging out before they went over for photography. Tom and I made the decision not to see each other before the wedding. So, you know, they had to kind of time that. Well, actually, what ended up happening when the guys went over for photography, our two ring bearers, who are my cousin's kids, they're five-year-old twins, we had special bow ties for them that weren't through Men's Warehouse. And I had reminded Tom like 20 times the day before that he needed to bring those for photography because they wouldn't have them at their hotel because they weren't getting ready with the guys. And he, of course, forgot them. (laughs) And he had to come back to we were getting ready at the villas, which is where I was. And at that time, I was supposed to kind of start heading outside to do a first look with my dad and my planner, Jamie called the room and also got in touch with the roots to be like, don't let her go outside. Tom is heading back to the building. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up doing my first look with my dad at one o'clock in the room before the girls headed over to the grand for our photography. And then, you know, we did have the coach. So my parents and I rode over in that. I really enjoyed that. And I thought the coach was really worth it, but it was really hot that day. (laughs) So, you know, weather was great for Florida, but you know, at two o'clock 
in that glass coach. It's just a little hot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, two o'clock, we kind of rode over, you know, the ceremony was set to start at 2.30. We were done, you know, in 30 minutes, as I think is pretty typical for most Disney wedding ceremonies, you know, 30 minutes max. We got some more group shots of our family and our bridal party really quickly in the wedding pavilion before they all headed off to cocktail hour. Our cocktail hour started at 3.30 over in the Whitehall room and the patio area over there. And then Tom and I got our photos and we actually had plenty of time before the reception started at 4.30 to actually sit for a minute and enjoy some of our food and rest our feet. (laughs) That was really nice before the reception started. And then during our reception, you know, we had the full length reception and then we flowed straight into Happily Ever After from there. We went straight outside at about 8.30 to view the um, fireworks. Now, you guys got some great shots aboard the Grand One yacht at the Grand Floridian Marina. Did you just walk right on? Like, how did you do that? We actually took a little break from our reception to get those photos. And that was sort of a magical moment set up for us by our planner. Because Tom and I got engaged on Grand One. So she she knew that and she arranged for us to be able to have some time to do some photography there during the reception. Oh, that's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or you focused your budget? A really big thing for me was photography. You know, I knew for a very long time, you know, as soon as I think Tom and I had started talking about getting married before we were even engaged, I had seen the roots work and I knew I wanted them. (laughs) So that was definitely a must for me. So photography was a big thing for us. And then, you know, as I think you can see from our photos, kind of the look of our day and the feel of our day was very important. So floral and decor was definitely a big chunk of our budget that we did find, you know, some places where we could save on that floral and decor was definitely a very big chunk of the budget. And then I think lastly, for me, um, I know a lot of people talk about the carriage and is it worth it or not? And I really felt like it was, I wanted to feel like a princess, like I think so many Disney brides do. And I think without that carriage, I would have kind of felt like something was missing. So when, you know, we were taking a look at the budget, I decided that that wasn't something I was willing to cut, even though, you know, it is quite expensive these days. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So then what were the aspects that were less important where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? One place that we saved money is we did the Mickey Silhouette escort cards um, that kind of double as favors, the chocolate uh, Mickey Silhouettes. That was one way we saved money. First of all, because, you know, I've been to weddings, as had most of my bridesmaids when I was talking through making this decision, where you get the favor and it's just, you know, a trinket or something like that, that you're either not going to end up bringing home with you if it's a destination wedding or at some point throwing away. Mm -hmm. So instead, you know, I chose to do the double duty with the escort card, something to eat. (laughs) Um, I think people are always happy with an edible favor. So, you know, that was a place we saved money. And then we also saved money by moving pretty much all of the major floral from our ceremony to the reception space. So two of our large centerpieces were actually also in our ceremony space. We had the gold candelabras kind of set by that back middle window with two arrangements on there. And then our altar arrangement, which was quite large, also doubled as our sweetheart table arrangement. Got it. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So I've been thinking about this question, and I'm actually going to say two things. (laughs) Um, So the first 
that's for kind of both Tom and I, I think, was that moment, you know, when the doors opened and I was walking down the aisle, I think, you know, having my dad there and also just seeing Tom's face. And then when we got to the top of the aisle, Tom kind of really quietly whispering, you know, how beautiful I was, was just a really special moment for us. I know for a lot of people, that first look is really important to them and it helps soothe their nerves. But Tom and I really weren't nervous and we just really valued that moment together, having that be the first time that we saw each other that day. And then for me, there was another part that was just me and my dad. After my bridesmaids had gone out to kind of, you know, line up to enter, I was, you know, hiding behind that kind of giant divider in the bride's vestibule so that no one could see me and my dad I think knows me so well that he knew I was just wondering what was happening exactly in that moment trying to envision it in my head so he started just kind of telling me narrating exactly what was happening who was walking down the aisle and all of that and that was just a really special moment for me that he did that you know without me having to say anything he just knew that I would want to know oh that's so sweet Okay, now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We had a couple things. Our reception timeline kind of ended up getting a little wonky somehow. Our photographers commented on it that even though they do a ton of Disney weddings, this one kind of ran a little oddly. Um, Mm. You know, we were eating dinner. Everything was kind of going normally. And the next thing we were supposed to do right after dinner was our parent dances. And Jamie, I met my planner, walked up to me and was like, okay, so we have a little bit of a timing issue. We're 15 minutes from Mickey and Minnie being here to start their set. And I was like, okay, uh, so what do we do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we just transitioned kind of directly into that. So we did Mickey and Minnie, you know, they came in, we sort of surprised our guests with Mickey and Minnie. So we ran in with them, did our kind of spotlight dance with them and then cut the cake and then did pictures outside. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we ran out to go take some pictures on Grand One Yacht. And then we came back and did our parent dances. And while we'd been gone, you know, they'd been, Charles Miles was great. You know, everyone was dancing and everything before we moved into our parent dances. In the end, I don't think anyone else really noticed, but it definitely just wasn't exactly like we planned. (laughs) And just in the moment, I was a little freaked out because the parent dances were super important to me. My dad and I had spent months working on a fully choreographed five minute dance. (laughs) And so I was like, we're going to do that. I don't, you know, (laughs) we need to do that. And also it meant that I was in my massive heels for much longer than I expected. And so, you know, my feet were hurting a little bit at that point. But in the end, that didn't end up being a very big deal. I don't think anyone else really noticed. And then another kind of hiccup that we had was our confetti cannons. They just really didn't go off properly. They didn't really reach Tom and I where we were standing. They just kind of stayed at the front of the dance floor. And so that was a little disappointing. Hmm. Okay. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand, but then it turned out not to be? You know, I will say for pretty much our whole planning process, I didn't really stress out a lot about anything. You know, I'm such a planner that I felt like I had everything under control. But I will say, you know, being that planner person, you know, wanting everything to go perfectly that didn't end up being super important. Like I mentioned, you know, the reception timeline was a little off and that didn't end up being a big deal. I will say the only thing I ever freaked out about before the wedding, foolishly, as someone who lives in Florida, 10 days before our wedding, I started checking the forecast, Ah. which I know, I know 10 days out, the Florida forecast is not reliable, but I checked it anyways. And of course it was like doom and gloom. It will thunderstorm 24 seven for 10 days before and after your wedding. (laughs) And so I started, I mean, I had a full on, you know, bridal meltdown. (laughs) Um, But then, of course, you know, 
as time went on, about five days before the wedding, the forecast completely shifted in totally the opposite direction. And then on our day, there was not a cloud in the sky. So, you know, that was kind of the, the thing I stressed out about a lot and didn't end up really being an issue at all. And I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Really, the only thing is I would have cut the confetti cannons. <laughs> I will say Tom and I felt a little awkward at that point in the reception, kind of having another moment where we were standing in the middle dancing on our own. And then, you know, the moment where it was supposed to build to or everything, the confetti cannons went off didn't feel as climactic, I guess, as we thought it would. <laughs> um, and so I would definitely cut that going forward. I'm really glad that after that wasn't the total end of our night and that we had the dessert party after that, because it didn't end up being in my mind as big of a deal. I think if that had been the end of our night, I would have been pretty upset. But yeah, that's the only thing I would change. Okay, got it. Do you have any tips or advice for future couples? So I have a few, you know, I think the first thing I would say was if you're planning on not using Disney for anything, like if you're going to go with outside photography, or you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, a videographer or hair and makeup artists that are going to come to your room, I would just say get those booked as soon as you can. I've heard about other people, you know, they don't start looking at a photographer until after their planning session. And then, you know, people that they really wanted are already booked. So that would be kind of my tip. I didn't have any issues getting our vendors. I was able to get my first choice for everything, which was really great. But I also kind of locked that down within the first week or two after we signed our letter of agreement. So that's a big recommendation from me. And then my other tip is just in those months before your planning session, you know, I think a lot of Disney brides, it's so different from planning another wedding that, you know, you sign your letter of agreement and then you sort of just don't talk to Disney for like six months. Um, <laughs> I use that time to kind of think about my vision and get really organized on my end. And I think that really helped me a feel like I was doing something. And then also when the time came to do my planning session, I think it just made it so easy for my planner and our floral designer to kind of start getting going. And really they got my vision right away. So that's a really big tip from me. And then also don't check the weather until five days before at the earliest. <laughs> <laughs> All great tips. <laughs> well, Erin, I thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. Thank you so much, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>